Social Media Serenity, podcast episode number 82. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Social Media Serenity. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name's Eric Fisher. Hey, we're here each and every week to give you the latest and greatest in the world of social networking sites like Facebook, Twitter, uh, Jaiku. Wait, wait, we don't talk about Jaiku. What the heck's Jaiku? Do you remember Jaiku? I do, but I never used it just like MySpace. All right. Very good. So, hey, we are going to be talking all about uh, social media stuff, but I, I, I see that we have a new named service in here I've never heard of before. Google <laughs> Google Circles? Yeah, and it may not even exist. Oh, okay. So, Is this, this like- was, it's one of those rumors that came out of uh, South by Southwest. Ah, Okay. So so tell me tell me what it is. What at least what the rumor is. It doesn't even say Well, here's the thing. It says Google has now officially denied uh, This is an article on ReadWriteWeb and it says we believe Google will preview a major new social service called Google Circles today. Well, this was March 13th. Update. Google has now officially denied that Circles will launch here, but not that it exists. So they're not denying it exists. Okay. And and so so and actually, then then they denied that Circles exists. Oh, so it is denied. <laughs> yes. All right. See, well, final update below. As of af- of this afternoon, Texas time, Google does now deny that Circles exists. All right. Which is in their best interest. I mean, it's not, if they're they're being at all Apple like, they're not going to say yes. There's a new iPhone coming out in June, although we all know it. You know. Yeah. So. Well, the other question is, did, I mean, hasn't there been rumors about Google working on its own social network for quite some time? And I can't even remember the name that everybody said that it was going to be. But Right. I think it was like Google Me was originally what it was back when I think Kevin Rose may have said something on Twit. Yeah. Late, mid to late last year or something. Right. But they, I mean, ultimately, I think... The reason I threw this in there was one last week it wasn't as big of a um it was still kind of news. Now it's just kind of a I threw it in to say, "Hey, you know what? Do we really need another social network?" I don't think so. I don't think so. And and I think and the reason I say that is because you know, Facebook is so huge with, you know, 600 million or whatever and Twitter and it's been around for what now seven years Mm -hmm. something like that at least open to the public since 2007 so eight nine ten eleven four years publicly that we could use it without being a college student yeah so you got Uh, facebook for your friends and family right all right and then we have linkedin for your professional stuff right and then we have twitter for really cool people (laughs) twitter for the people you want to be with exactly (laughs) to hang out with yeah. All right. And then, and then, um, oh, by the way, Daniel in the chat room says that Google had Orcut. He goes, oh, wait, no, scratch that. Google still has Orcut. Have you ever signed in to oh. Orcut before? No. I haven't either. It, it sounds like a Swedish dish that the 
Swedish chef on Muppets would make. <laughs> or cut. Or cut. Anyway, anyway, so so yeah, I'm I'm not sure that I'm necessarily all that excited about Google creating a social network, and I don't think that they have what it takes, honestly. Um, yeah, they it, well, and to be honest, their last attempt, which was Buzz, yep. didn't all, didn't go all that well. It it I think it was a major flop, and I think yeah. the big thing is is that you know they tied it into the Gmail account. We've talked about this before, right? You know, if it yeah. was if it was just, you know, buzz, you know, google.com slash buzz or buzz.google.com and you go in and you sign a, up for an account there and, and stuff like that. And then you would use it with third party apps and all this other stuff, just like everything else. I mean, honestly, I think Google Buzz has a lot more features that I would still prefer having in Twitter. It could have been not necessarily a Facebook killer, but a Facebook competitor but it could have been a Twitter killer. It could have been. And, and it I, could have been. I want to say this, that, that Google Buzz still has potential. Yeah. Google Buzz still uh, does still have potential. And it took several years for Gmail to really reach the masses. But the, the one thing is, is that, you know, I don't use a Gmail account and I still use Google Apps. And I guarantee you this that if they brought Google Buzz into my Gmail app, my Google Apps account, I would use it just because it was there. Yeah, that's true. And and I think that most tech influencers and and all these other people, I, I believe they're they're not using just regular Gmail for the most part. They are using Google Apps. Uh, I could be wrong, but at least most of the people I hang out with. Every single person I know is is running a, a version of Google Apps. They're not using Gmail. They're using apps. Right. And, and and I can tell you right now, if we all had apps and had Google Buzz turned in, I would I would not give up on Twitter, but there would be some more syndication happening. And, and I tell you what, there you would probably find many times that my Twitter posts would link you to conversations into Buzz. Right. Especially if the Buzz conversations were threaded. Exa- which they are right and not so, only that but but not only that you they're they're not only threaded but they're permalinked so that anybody in the world whether they're a follower or friend or not they can actually see and read the entire thread and and stuff like that and if they want to sign in and and do that i mean pretty much everybody does have a gmail account um so yeah well and that's the thing is do we um use buzz as just another place to syndicate to, or do we use it for something different? You know, yeah, that, I, I hear people talk about that all the time. What do you think about that? Are you using different services, different ways? I, I do. I try not to, cause here's the thing. I know a lot more people that will, there's different audience for me. There's different audiences on Facebook than there is on Twitter, but not just the difference between the audience. There's the difference between the nature of Facebook versus Twitter. Whereas if I tweet something on Twitter and it goes by and nobody sees it, that's cool. But things are a lot more sticky or visible on Facebook. Do, do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Like they, they stick around longer. It hangs out in people's right. It, it kind of, they, they almost filter to the top instead of being a linear timeline that if you, if it was 45 minutes ago and somebody checks their stuff, you know, four hours from now, there's a very, very, very small chance that somebody in Twitter is going to see what you said. Right. And, and so then if you tie that, 
the different natures of those two networks together with the two different audiences, at least that I have, where I have a lot more people that I interact with you know, on a face-to-face, day-to-day basis, as well as know personally from my real past. On Facebook, if I tweet, if I send every tweet to, or everything, every time I want to tweet something and I tweet it, if I also send that to Facebook, they will get ticked at me and silence me on their newsfeed, and I don't want that. Right. So I'm more picky about putting stuff on Facebook every single time I think I have something cool to say or something to share. Well, here's here's what's happened for me, and and this this was not intent. Well, it it was intentional upon my part because of the breakdown of Twitter between Twitter and Facebook. There was a time I, I think we covered it here where the Twitter app, the official Twitter app on Facebook, was no longer posting your Twitter updates over right. to Facebook. And so because of that, I didn't want to accidentally one day have that being fixed. And then all of a sudden I'm double posting because I'm posting both the Facebook and Twitter and Twitter is also syndicating the same time. So I just I just completely broke that connection. Now, I will tell you this. Stephanie has noticed that people are starting to leave her Facebook comments on her tweets on Facebook so I do know that the, that connection it, is yeah. restored and it's mm-hmm. working again. But I have not gone in and syndicated my Twitter stuff over to Facebook. And the reason why is not because I don't want to send the same information to both because I, I personally I do. And I'll share with you why uh, in just a minute. But, but what I've done is I decided to leave them separately because... I do have some control and I have, I I guess the main reason why I let Twitter be the original source and syndicated everything out from Twitter automatically to Facebook and to LinkedIn was because I don't have the ability with, I did not have the ability and did not um, is, is the operative term there, have the ability to have an application that I would use on my iPhone that would allow me to separately send those out to each individual network. Now I'm using Hootsuite on my phone ever since this Facebook slash Twitter debacle. And I do have both my, I have my community fan page, my personal account and my Twitter profile, all three on my Hootsuite account on my iPhone. And so when I go to the iPhone and I want to send out a message I choose Twitter, which then also updates Google Buzz and also updates LinkedIn, but I will also choose my personal profile page on Facebook, and now I'm actually actively sending all of that information also to my GSPN community site. So I'm actually getting the fan page included and not just the other because there are some people who follow me on the fan page but don't follow me on my profile and vice versa. And before, when I was just doing auto-posting from Twitter to Facebook, it was just going on my personal profile, and the fan page was just left there doing nothing. Gotcha. Yeah, and, and I agree. So then what's your feeling about somebody who's following both you and the GSPN fan page on Facebook? Sure, and, and I would imagine that if you looked into your feed, you would see a post from me and the fan page, right? Right, and let me ask you. I, I would. I'm gonna. I've already got an assumption of what you would do. Chances. Let, let's just assume that you do want to hear the things that I am sharing. What would you do in that case if you if you consistently saw two posts for everything I updated? What would you do? Probably either. You know what? I, well, here's what I will do. Because I'll ask you. Let me ask you a question in All return. All right. 
are you going to from now on send the same thing to both of those things? Yes, but there will be some things that are sent to my profile page that aren't sent to the fan page. So I could be okay with not seeing everything the fan page does as long as I keep following you. That's correct. So basically what would happen is I would assume that what you're going to do is you're going to mute one of those two sources in your newsfeed. Exactly. I'm not going to unlike the fan page because I still want to keep liking it because I do. And I would just mute it so that I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Yep. With with your permission, of course. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's a, so that's, that's, yeah. I, I, well, the thing is, that's what I just assume what people will do. If, I, if I'm, if I'm getting on your nerves by double posting to both places, then by all means, just mute either my personal profile or my GSPN community page or both. And, you know, I, I assume that if 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 my doing that would annoy you so much that you would mute both, then chances are you're not really interested all that much in hearing all the things that I have to share anyway. Right. Yeah. And so it's, it's not like I'm losing out because you weren't that interested. If you are interested, you'll mute one or the other. And, and that's been my philosophy and the, and the idea now see that I can see where you're coming from as far as the syndication thing. You're you have two different audiences is what I'm hearing. You have an audience on Facebook and you have an audience on Twitter and your target audience is different for both of those. Exactly. For me, my audience is anybody and everybody who has any interest in anything that I have to say. That's anybody who will listen to you. That's right. Anybody who will listen to Cliff Raven's (laughs) graph, that's my target audience. And so I'm sharing with the world anywhere the, you know, what, you know, that I just got back from a eight mile walk to, you know, I to- walked a total of eight miles today and burned over a thousand calories. I mm-hmm. don't care if you're a business, cor- you know, a CEO of a major corporation following me on LinkedIn. I want to share that with you, you know, and if you don't want to see that, then you'll stop following me. And so the, so as far as I'm concerned, I, that message, I want to go out everywhere. The only messages I don't want to be syndicated out on Twitter is my at replies where I'm having just ongoing conversations. Just like right. in Facebook, if I put a, if I put a status update there and you comment on it and I comment on it, we have this threaded ongoing conversation. I don't want that syndicated everywhere. And so that's why I try to make sure that Twitter does, you know, I love the fact that, you know, retweets and or actually retweets, I think. Retweets will. will. But uh, at replies don't. Right. So that's that's why I try to make sure that I, I'm cautious about those at replies. Now, every now and then, I do have an at reply that I want to go everywhere. And I will open up Hootsuite to do that. And I, and I will actually put hey in front of the at sign so that it does get syndicated out. Gotcha. Anyway. Yeah, and and the other something else to add to it. Daniel mentioned in the uh, chat room. He said he tweets way too much to send it to both every single time. And I think for you, that's actually the opposite. You don't tweet. You do tweet a lot, but you don't tweet nearly as much as a lot of other people do. And so, right. when you're sending stuff to both, it's not you know a yeah. huge burden. I, I I'm right now. I'm probably averaging about three tweet, three to five tweets a day. Is where I, and those are those are really spread out throughout the day. The only time is 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 every now and then I will schedule some time and I will go through and 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 I will have a huge flurry of at replies back and forth with people 
And again, right. those are not those will those are never syndicated. But you're right. I am not sending you know one to five tweets an hour every hour throughout the day, sharing everything that I've read in a news article and and linking back to a new product and then linking to this and the linking to that. Even on Thursdays, I've gotten to the point where now in the morning I say, "Hey, dudes, listen, I'm I'm going to be broadcasting live for the next eight hours or so. Come join me sometime today." <laughs> And you may not get another tweet. I, I used to tweet at the beginning of every show, and I don't do that anymore. I, I was like, you know, I, I, I put a tweet out there. It, the, the, I know the tweet's not going to last all day long. I might put out another tweet later in the day or something like that. But hopefully most people will understand that, you know, hey, Cliff's online all day Thursday, and I, I can come here now. I feel like, I, I mean, just judging by this, we got 45 people online right now. And not only that, but this is a great way for me to plug it. We got 40, actually 46 people now. Uh, we got 46 people here. Right above that is a tweet button. And if, if anybody wants to at any time, those folks, and we have 47 now. Any of those people, 40, okay, 46. Somebody just got mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anytime you want, you can hit that tweet button and you can tweet it out to your friends and, and those people will come in. I'm going to do it right now. Awesome. Because I haven't done it yet today. So I, I yeah, so... And the, then the, there's two two other things I want to say about this real quick. Sure. Uh, number one is uh, guest nine seven eight in the chat room said uh, that this all se- this whole posting system seems anything but serene, more like complicated. And, and what I want to say to that is, you're you're right, but this is something that uh, the, where I'm at now with this is totally serene. I don't think about it right. all that much anymore. I because I did all the heavy lifting and thinking about it at least a year or more ago. Right. And it's kind of just had small tweaks here and there without really having to, you know, think, sit down and say, what's my social responsibility, PR, blah, 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 brand, whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Just don't do that. Well, and and I want to say that, that all this posting stuff, you know, it's complicated for us to talk and share and why we made the decisions and all of that other stuff. But but the fact is, is going through and like you said, doing the legwork, thinking about all of this stuff uh, really has got us to the place where now we can be serene knowing that what we desire to happen through social media is happening because of the way that we're using it. And for me, it's very serene for me to say, you know what? I don't need to go in and post to Google Buzz for those people who follow me on Google Buzz and who absolutely love it and have given up on everything else. It is okay. I mean, guess what? MySpace pulls from Twitter as well. All those people who are still on MySpace, they get my Twitter updates. Um, LinkedIn, they get my my Twitter updates. Facebook, they get the same content that I want them to get as well. And so because the whole serenity part of this is that Right now, I can send one message and it will reach about 10,000 people total. Yeah. Whereas if I chose only one service that I liked, I'm only going to reach somewhere between two to 3,500 people. Yeah. So so the whole serenity part of me, of this is knowing that, hey, I just did something that I want to share with the world. Or I just read something that I think is very encouraging and uplifting. Or I just saw somebody else that's having a problem in their life and just posted about the fact that they're having a major surgery and they're, they're, it, there's a very high likelihood that they have cancer. And I want to share that with the community of people that are also a part of the same community that this person is in. And so therefore, very easily, I'm able to read somebody's blog post about their cancer potential cancer surgery coming up within the GSPN community. And with one easy post, 
I can write 140 characters or less with a link to that post saying, folks, everybody in the community, please read this and please consider praying for our friend Amy Wright, who's who's got some serious things going on in her life. And to know that all I had to do was put that out one time and it goes out to about 10,000 people total. I like that. That seems like serenity to me. Oh, yeah. Simplification. Simplification. Taking complicated stuff and and boiling it down to its best simplicity possible. So so maybe we should explain that social media serenity, it's not necessarily that this podcast is full of serenity, <laughs> but the, but hopefully what we're trying to do and, and our desire with this podcast is to share these extremely complicated things that can really suck you into, you know, playing Facebook games and answering people's friend quizzes and who, what celebrity you're most like, you know, all day long. It's getting you away from all the junk and stumbling upon all day long that keeps you from doing the work that you're supposed to be doing and that brings purpose and value to your life and to your family and to the people around you. You know, the the whole goal of this show is to take away as many distractions as possible. And sometimes that brings about some pretty complex discussions about what's the best way to do that. And so that does that I think that answers that, right? It's definitely very cool. All right. So what's going on with Netflix? Netflix and Facebook are sitting in a tree and they are testing out new integration features. And so that by, by connecting your Facebook account, basically your, your Facebook friends will be able to see your Netflix member as well as what you watched, you've rated, or what's in your queue, um, other information about your Netflix service. What, so, do, you, what do you think about this, Eric? I don't want people seeing what I'm going to watch on Netflix. I don't either. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't be ashamed and I'm not ashamed, but I don't want people to draw conclusions about stuff, especially because my wife has a ton of stuff or, and my daughter actually queued up on our Netflix queue that it's not what I'm watching, but it's on our queue for the instant watch on the TV. Yep. So... I want to I want to go back and say this is this really I guess the only news part of this is the fact that they're wanting to share this information with your Facebook friends, uh, which is a lot of people. But, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm sure you probably know this, but Netflix has had this feature and functionality where you can add Netflix friends for years. Right. And I'm talking at least three, four, maybe even five years ago. And even before they had streaming TV, I'm pretty sure they had mm-hmm. the ability for you to share with your Netflix friends every DVD that you order and have sent shipped to your house. And I remember people asking, hey, Cliff, can I be your Netflix friend? Can I be your Netflix friend? And and uh, I would just, matter of fact, I actually started filtering those requests. They just go straight to the junk bin. And it's not that I don't care about people and, and stuff like that, but this is a social network that I'm not looking to be social on. I am not looking to share with you the movies that I'm sending here. You know, I may order a very, very risque movie because a friend of mine told me about it and they said, you know, what do you think about this or whatever the case may be? And, and, and I may actually stream that and look at it for a couple minutes and say, yeah, I, this is my opinion. Here's what I think about that. And wow, that's horrible. I don't want anybody to assume that that's an endorsement that, wow, Cliff says it's okay. It's okay. You know, I'm it's like, right. Cliff's watching that movie. You know, I, I, no, there, this is the whole thing. You know what? Sharing my Netflix information about what I'm streaming, what, you know, what my ratings are of movies and, uh, you know, and what, what DVDs are being shipped to my house and stuff. 
it reminds me of that credit card sharing service that Leo Laporte talked about so a couple like about a year ago. Yeah, he signed up for. Do you remember that service? What's that called? Yeah, um, I I don't know what it was called, but I I know that it was basically shouting out every little purchase you made. Yeah, I mean every time you run your charge your credit card, boom, you're sharing it with your social friends. I'm like, that's stupid. You know, it's like I you know anyway. Yeah, I I don't want people to I, know every single thing I'm doing because if so, they may think I'm endorsing all those things, and I'm not. Right. Well, you and here's the thing. And by the way, pl- I sh- we should probably say right now, if you use Netflix and you have, you know, 300 Netflix friends and you really enjoy that function, I'm not saying you're stupid and I'm not saying that it's a stupid idea. I'm saying why well, I don't want to do it. Does that make sense? I, well, I, 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 I think there's a good use for having the Netflix friends because okay. you could selectively pick. It's like saying... Oh, because let me, let me make a comparison. It's sure. like not letting every single person on every social network know where you've checked in on Foursquare. Mm-hmm. It's it's like allowing only certain people, like for example, uh, you and me are friends on Foursquare because if you see that I've checked in somewhere, I I trust you. Right. You know, just like there's a couple people I would trust to be Netflix friends with because they wouldn't judge me. <laughs> Right. You know, yeah. I, I, so it's it's that most inner circle of what I'm let, willing to share. Let, let, only, let's put it this way: at this way. point, only my wife needs to know what I'm watching on Netflix. I'll well, say that. Let, let's put it this way: the other morning, I get an every time, every now and then, you get an email after you stream a movie. It says, "Can you tell us the quality of this movie?" And so I got an email the other morning. It says, uh, "You know, please rate the streaming quality of the 18 year old virgin." That was the name of the movie. And, right. and I get these, I get these streaming questions. How, you know, can you tell me about the quality of this all the time? And, uh, I say, Stephanie, did you watch this movie titled this? Now this wasn't the 18 year old version, but it was another movie that, that, that I would not want my daughter who is 11, you know, 10, 10 years old down here. Or is she 11 now? <sighs> I think she's 11. <laughs> she's 11. I, I can't remember if she's just turned That's anyway. That I have an intern to help me out. Okay, my daughter who's 11, there are some movies that, there was a movie that Stephanie had watched that I didn't want my daughter who sometimes has been known to grab my iPad and to stream some movies on Netflix, right. you know, past her bedtime. And I'm like, Stephanie, did you watch this movie? And, and Stephanie says, yes, that was definitely me. It wasn't Megan, you know, and, and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay, just want to make sure Megan's not watching a movie titled this. Well, the 18-year-old virgin came up and I'm like, Okay, Stephanie, I sent Stephanie a text message. Stephanie, did you watch a movie titled The 18-Year-Old Virgin? And so immediately, what runs through my mind? Stephanie says no. So I'm thinking, it's like, uh-oh, I'm gonna have to, we're going to have to talk to Megan about this. And I asked Megan, and Megan's like, no, no. And sure enough, what happened was McKenna had the Wii, and she was using the, the Wii stick. And, and Stephanie goes, wait a second. McKenna did accidentally choose a movie and that was that was the one she actually you know she was waving the Wii wand around mm-hmm. and so it started it for a couple seconds and 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 it immediately was stopped but the thing is is th- those are the I mean I definitely don't want my Facebook friends thinking that the Ravenscraft household is watching the 18 year old virgin right so anyway Maybe if they give you the ability to to choose to share, like you know, I, I like I have the RunKeeper application, right? 
<clears throat> I don't have the RunKeeper application posting automatic. You know, you can, but I don't have it post every single time I do something in RunKeeper post automatically to Twitter and Facebook. I love the fact that I can actually do an individual walk or jog or whatever the case may be. And at the end of it, I get to choose to save the activity and I can choose at that moment in time. Do you want to share some thoughts about this walk or run or this physical activity you just did with your friends on Facebook and Twitter? And I can type in a little note and boom, it posts both to Twitter and Facebook. And of course, again, gets syndicated out to everything with the exception of my fan page. That's the case where you won't get it on the fan page. You won't get my run keeper updates. But okay. so, but if Netflix had the ability at the end of watching a movie, hey, would you like to rate this movie? And by the way, would you like to rate? Would you like to send this rating to Facebook? Then I could see it. But I don't want to just give uh, you know blank free access to all of you know my history, my ratings, and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. And at this point, that's what I'm using Get Glue for anyway. Yeah, Get Glue is a much better service, although I don't use it very much. Right. Yeah. Ah, I I, I have too many other things going on. I actually, <laughs> I, Get Glue. Can I just say, there's a ton of people that are in the GSPN community that are using Get Glue and they're loving it. And I see their Get Glue updates on Twitter, so I, I can tell. And and I love the fact that I actually like seeing the updates of what people are watching and what they think about certain things. Right. Yeah, I think it's great. It looks like a great service. So when we joke around and say, do we really need another social network? I'm glad that Get Glue is out there. Yeah, you know what? That's a niche that I didn't really see coming. And I, again, when we first talked about it, I thought, yeah, I don't need that. I don't need that. And then I started using it for real after, as a second attempt of trying to use it. And then it clicked. So, yeah, but even now I'm hardly using it just because I've been too busy. Yeah. And that, and that's where I'm at. I'm not against get glue. And I think get glue is, is probably something very interesting right now. Entertainment based television and stuff like that is just, it's, it's not my area of focus at, at this moment in time. I've been very busy with lots and lots of other stuff. When I think the same for you as it is for me right now, when I'm doing those things for enjoyment sake only, I'm not thinking about what else I can be doing at the same time. I'm totally unplugging and resting. Yeah. So. All right. So spammers are using sign in as a page to Facebook spam. What's going on here? Well, that is kind of, we mentioned this back when the Facebook page changes came about where you could log in as a page. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yes. So I could log in as a page that I'm moderating and I could go to other pages and see what they have posted. And for example, they're giving an example here of X ample small business is, is the page they've posted something and then buy cheap office supplies page has then gone and liked it. Oh, okay. And then X ample small business says, hey, buy cheap office supplies. Stop like spamming us. Mm-hmm. But here's the, th- here's the thing. I don't know that that's necessarily spam. I mean, it is in a sense because they're going in and they're, you know, butting in without offering any, you know, real feedback or dialogue and just saying, you know, like, but what's the harm in just a like necessarily? You right. know, it's like if every you'd, you'd probably get annoyed if every time you put something <laughs> on Facebook, I went and clicked like because then you'd get a notification. Eric Fisher has liked your comment. 
Eric Fisher has liked your comment yeah, over but, and over and over again. Well, you know, the thing is, is I, I, I don't think it would annoy me too much, but um, I could certainly see if it was a, you know, you know, buy cheap inkjet cartridges, right. know, fan page did it. Yeah, that that would annoy me. Uh, and, and I would consider that spam. But but that's easy. That's easily solved. All you need to do is go to that fan page and block it. Yeah. Right. Um, Am I wrong? No, you're you're right. Well, it what it said here is it, it, they even give an example. Somebody then posts. You can only ban a page if it comments or posts, but not if it just likes. But you can still block or ban. You can go to that page and block it. You should be able to, yeah. I believe and, if you manually and, go right to that page, and yeah. Then click All that. you need to do is click, you know, click on your likes and look to see that the page likes you. Click on that name, go to their page, and then block it. And my feel, my feelings, and now I could be wrong, but my feelings should be that that would avoid the, that would keep them from being able to like you or anything that you're doing. Right now, if that's not the case, then anybody out there, let us know and. And yeah. uh, we'll we'll create a fan we'll pre we'll create a fan page on Facebook devoted to this topic. And what we'll do is we'll make every single person in the GSPN community moderators, and we'll all make we'll just all go in and like everything everybody ever says on Facebook until they <laughs> until they turn it off. I don't okay. Know. No, actually, we won't do that. <laughs> Uh, we, yeah, they're in the Facebook labs. We've found that. No. Um, and then going along with that, there's actually a question in the chat room from edit video. How do I post to a business page? I admin as myself, not the admin. And we've actually given the answer to this before, but it's, it's one of those things where um, it's what? really quick and easy to do. Let me go in and do it real quick just to have the answer be in more than one place. If you log in if you go into when you go to Facebook and you go to account over on the upper right, and then you go to use Facebook as a page and you click that, and then pick the page you want to log in as and hit switch. Then if you go to edit page in the upper right, you go to your settings on the far left top, and right there, posting preference. There's a checkbox that says always comment and post on your page as name of page, even when using Facebook as Eric Fisher, insert your name here. So by unchecking that, I'm now able to go to a page I admin, and when I'm not logged in as that page, I can comment as Eric Fisher. Yep. So So just to to get that answer out there more, because that's really a great change they finally made. Yes, that and giving us email comments, emails about the comments that are coming in on the pages. Ah, thank you, Facebook. All right. So, so let's see here. Only 58% of tweets come from the official Twitter apps. Yeah. Um, only, even though that's more than half, which yeah. is kind of funny. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean. This is not surprising. You, how, how, how many of the official Twitter apps do you use? And, I, and I'm going to count Twitter.com. They're counting Twitter.com as one of them. Okay. Twitter.com, so. I still use very, very frequently. It, it, matter of fact, from my desktop, it is my number one uh, place to consume and respond and reply to Twitter. I use, Now, as far as posting, I, I, I only post replies on Twitter 
from the Twitter homepage. I use Hootsuite.com on the web browser to post because when I want to post something new, I want to syndicate it out to you know Twitter, Facebook, and the Facebook fan page. Gotcha. But uh, I, I am still I am still using Twitter quite a Twitter homepage for desktop reading and responding to at replies. Okay, but I do not have. I, I could be wrong, but if I do have, they need to be deleted. I, I really don't care to have the official Twitter client for the iPhone or iPad on my on the on my iDevices. I don't even want them. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't use them either. I use I either I'm either using Hootsuite for the iPhone, or I'm using uh, Osphora. Yes, and and by the way, I don't like I don't like Hootsuite for reading and responding to direct messages and and at replies. I just like I just like Hootsuite for the ability to post to all three of those locations. And if yes. if Osphora gave me the ability to post to Facebook and Facebook fan pages, I'd be done with Hootsuite. Well, it's great. As I listen to you talking about this, I'm like, it's funny because you and I are both there. We're using different apps in different places for different purchases for their strengths and not their weaknesses, which is kind of funny. Yeah. So there's no, there is no perfect Twitter app. Well, I, I tell you what, I, I know it, this does not surprise me that, that, you know, just over half is using an official client and, and gosh, a ton of that has to be the web. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, it's and, the largest percent. Yeah. And if do we know how many are just using the official mobile clients? It said it was twenty something or thirty yeah. something. Yeah. That that the reason why that doesn't surprise me is because Twitter never had a mobile client until it bought a third party client. And when it bought the thirty third party client, that's when they started throwing the advertisements in and the and all the other things. And they had that bar that. They added at the top that that shows you know promoted tweets and all that mm-hmm. other stuff and and I'm like you know that it's just not the way that people want to use Twitter and so there there are better applications out there and um, you know we're, we're going to use those so I, it, that doesn't surprise me at all now that mean the reason why that's important to Twitter though is because Twitter wants to start selling promoted tweets it wants to start selling. You know, at you know, advertisements and and stuff like that, and it's hard to to have a you know. You can say, yeah, I have this many, you know, we have this many users, but man, if you're only going to be able to reach fifty eight percent, and those fifty eight percent really aren't the hardcore geeks that you really want to reach on Twitter, <laughs> because the hardcore geeks are all using something better than what we offer. Uh, you got a hard time selling those things. Yeah. So unless they can find some way of forcing third-party vendors to put their promoted tweets and stuff like that all over and and make it annoying just as, you know, the bar at the top of the Twitter application, then I don't know what they're going to do. Or just force flat-out third-party clients to go away, which is our next story. Yeah, well, let's... Yeah, and, and the thing is, is, as I keep saying, Twitter, give me a way to give you money. I will. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I'll pay you 10 bucks a month for use of Twitter without any of that stuff. And and let's just keep things going good. I'll tell you what, you give me threaded comments and I'll give you 10 bucks a month. I'll give you 15 bucks a month to use Twitter. 
you know and and then and to to you and you know and you you do that and then you don't ever bother me with a promoted tweet you don't ever bother me with an advertisement and you give me my threaded comments and we go forward and 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 we'll live happily ever after or until you die <laughs> yeah all right so what's the next story <laughs> so twitter clamping down on third party clients all right essentially what what they're saying they had a public statement titled consistency and ecosystem opportunities and it, and basically it, it was from the twitter's uh twitter's platform product manager and he says that the uh he's told app developers to give up on making basic third party twitter clients because the service needs to move to a less fragmented world right he's and- saying that Twitter has to revoke literally hundreds of API tokens and apps a week as part of our trust and safety efforts. You know, and I, I, this makes perfect sense. I mean, how you don't need 80 applications in the iPhone app store that will simply give you tweets and give you the ability to at reply them. Right. You know, I mean, when it duplicates the same functionality that is standard in every single Twitter client and doesn't bring anything new to the table at all, then I can see it. Although, although it doesn't seem fair when you consider the way that Twitter got its start and how it became so popular. But the thing from all, the only thing is, is they're saying, listen, if you want to create a Twitter client, you know, put something new in there, add a twist, you know, video uploading, you know, you know, twit pick integration or, or change the way that you do your retweets so that it's the way that, you know, a whole group of people out there would want it. And it's not built into our own client. You know, it's just add, add some extra functionality, give you, give people the ability to do multi-user accounts, whatever the case may be, just make it different. Isn't that what they're saying? I believe so. That's what I'm hearing. I heard a lot of people saying this and they're saying that they, you know, this is just their ploy in the starting of, of basically getting rid of all third party applications uh, no. so that they can make sure that they're getting 100% views from official Twitter apps so that those people, so they can be better at selling their advertisements. And I don't think that that's what this is about at all. No. I, and here's the thing. If it, you and I both know that right now, if Twitter itself tried to get rid of all third-party apps, people that use Hootsuite, Hootsuite, TweetDeck, and you know Osphora, and and all of those that are that are the huge, even you know professional and corporate users of it, Twitter would have a huge backlash on their oh, hands. Oh yeah, I, I would say I I would have no problem leaving Twitter. It just it would be the way it goes. Yeah. They would have screwed themselves, basically. We, we, we will go. We will go to Google Buzz. You know? That's true. Actually, I mean, if, if they did that, we'd all go to Google Buzz and just use it as our replacement. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. The, I, I think that would be a poor move on their hand, and I don't think that that's what's happening. I don't think they'll do it. No, they're just trying to get rid of the basically the worst of the worst. Eric, here's the deal. You know, any eighth grader who who sat down and applied themselves these days can sit down and and create a Twitter application for the iPhone and submit it to the store any eighth grader and and I mean this the I mean 
anybody can do that. And of course, if it, if that, if all of those applications, I mean, there's, I don't know if I had to get, you know, you got simple tweet, you got this tweet, you got, you got a tweet that there's a Twitter app. There's a Twitter client in the app store that will only show you tweets in Helvetica. Yes. <laughs> I mean, come on, but that's all it does is it's just Helvetica. It's full screen, one tweet per screen. Ah, I, it's like, I can understand what they're doing. I, they, it's like, listen, you know, when people go to search for Twitter in the iPhone in the app store, you know, they don't want, you know, they don't want that to be what people think of when they think of Twitter. Yeah, I get it. I'm cool with it. What about secure HTTPS? Yeah, well, this is where, it, you know, when you log in, and and this is actually something that you can do for Facebook as well. There's a setting to go in and turn this on. Um, HTTP is not secure, but HTTPS is secure as far as using it over Wi-Fi connections. And uh, th- so they've added, the, or they, at least they're supposed to be adding it. It's not, I didn't see it when I went and looked before I put this in the show notes. Are you going to use it? If you I'll can. use it. I'm not. Why not? Because my tweets are public. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to send anybody ever a direct message that I wouldn't be okay if it accidentally went into my regular feed. Or if Twitter's API happens to leak that message out and people can snoop on it and see anything, you know, see some of those DMs that you've been sending people. You know, I, I, anything that's private is not I mean, Twitter is not for private communications. And we've talked about this. And I, I would argue that, you know, communications one on one with just a very select few friends in your Facebook with all the private privacy settings set to, you know, super chastity belt, you know, X, Y, Z settings. Uh, none of that matters. You know, don't have private conversations that you don't want the public out there seeing. Um, and so, yeah, but you don't want somebody to get a hold of your username and your password. Oh, so, so basically they're saying that, that they can get my, you don't want your your Twitter account to be hacked. Ah, okay. So this isn't about privacy. This is the security of my, right. Okay. So I did not get that. It's, it's, it's what you were saying, but even more so so about basically like that Facebook token thing that they were talking about. Right. Hmm. Okay. So then, yes, I would want to turn that on. <clears throat> yeah. I just thought this was trying to keep people from snooping and reading what I'm sending. And I'm like, no, any, anybody can do that if they go to your profile. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> so what's, this? this isn't secure. What are you saying? So, so are they telling us that people can get our username and passwords from our Twitter accounts just by being on a public Wi-Fi? Is that what they're saying? They're saying that this will keep that from happening in case it was a possibility. Yeah. And, and, um, he and Daniel saying, I think this could stop the block the black sheep users too. And black sheep is what I'm talking about when I had heard about, you know, the fact that there's this software or a plugin that you can put on your your browser and you could sit at a public Wi-Fi and you could actually see people right. know, passing information back and forth from Facebook and you can actually grab their token and then all of a sudden start using that token and log into their Facebook account. Yeah, so, which not good. Yeah, I'm actually I'm logging into my Twitter account right now just to see if that's even there. Yeah, it Ju- is there. I'm checking it. Je- Je- Justin says this. He says it's not a Twitter issue; it's an internet issue. So this would be 
the same with just about anything and everything that you're logged into. Right. So, um, and you're saying it's there. So if you, I'm going right now, I'm clicking on twitter.com, which is just a bookmark there. That's where I go all the time. And then I go to settings, right? Mm-hmm. And where's it at after I hit settings? It's under account all the way at the bottom. Tweet privacy. I don't want that. Okay. HTTPS only. Always use this. Now, does this change it for the API and all that other stuff? Or does this make the, the, uh, I mean, obviously, it's going to change the the web browser, right? I I believe it's mostly just for mobile.twitter.com. If you're using, no. like, if you were using, well, if you're using the twitter.com site, I believe. Yeah, I'm on twitter.com, and it di- and now it just switched me over to HTTPS. HTTPS, yeah. All right, so it's now working there, and I have to save it as a new thing in my last pass now because it sees it as a different domain. But anyway. And and by the way, the uh, Twitter main site, st- you know, still doesn't show indication no. for new me- direct messages that come in. We still have issues. I know. Anyway, so yeah, okay. So I take back what I said, and everybody should go in and sign into their Twitter account, click on settings, and under the main tab there, you want to go in and and tell it to do HTTPS only. Very cool. And I guess, yeah, so I guess it's still, so that wouldn't affect anybody who's using, you know, Osphora or um, an it, app. It says here at the very big bottom of their blog post about this from the Twitter official blog, if you use a third-party application, you should check to see if that app offers HTTPS. Ah, so I imagine those settings will be coming soon to a third-party app near you. Yes. That's not rejected by Twitter. <laughs> Hey, folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Social Media Serenity. If you want, you can give us a call night or day, 24 hours, seven days a week. That's 859-795-4067. If you love this show and you want to support the content that we're doing, you can do so by becoming a GSPN.TV Plus member. Head over to GSPN.TV slash plus for more information. Until next time, we encourage you to join the community. Join the community.